Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened in this 2018 year, hadn't it? I was just looking at some of those pictures like, man, I forgot that that happened. So much took place in our world and uh, I'm just reminded that our world needs the Lord, doesn't it? Man, our... Our government needs the Lord, our communities need the Lord, I'm, our kids, I'm telling you. So that's what we're going to keep doing, preaching Jesus here. And so we're just so uh, uh, so incredibly excited about 2019 and, and where we're going as a church. It's going to be really, really exciting and uh, I hope you're uh, excited about it too. And so I mentioned the new series next week, would love to have you, This Is Us. We're going to be talking about culture and where we're going in 2019. But, you know, it, it, this week in light of the new year, and so many, many of us are talking about New Year's resolutions. Do you got your New Year's resolutions already? You're going to eat more kale? Uh, you're going to get that six-pack you've been talking about for 10 years? I don't know, maybe you're signing up for gyms, you're going to read more books, spend time with your family. Uh, yeah, awesome. We all got New Year's resolutions and, and uh, those are all really, really important. But I was thinking, you know, even this week, you know, what, what does it look like to have uh, some New Year's resolutions that are connected to our own personal walk with the Lord? And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And I want to propose one to you for your consideration. You see... We believe that when we say yes to Jesus, we begin a journey from grace to grace. You say, J.F., what does that mean? What that means is, is that we're allowing Jesus to make us look more like him. And as we allow him to make us look more like him, and as we submit to his word, as we, we, we begin to replace our plans and our wills with the will and the plans of the Holy Spirit, we begin to grow and develop as followers of Jesus. And I was thinking about it, this, this, this process of looking more and more like him includes, includes obviously changes, it includes challenges, it, 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 it includes failures at times, just like, just like when, you're, when you're trying to grow your physical body. You know, you go to the gym, I mean, there's some changes, right? Just you got to change your diet. And any time, right, you begin a new season, whatever that looks like, there's going to be change and, and all kinds of different things you're going to experience. And as a follower of Jesus, as you pursue more of him, those seasons take place in your life. But there's also seasons of desiring more of God. Have you ever said out loud, maybe even driving in your car or, or I don't know, maybe you even walked out of church before and you said this maybe to yourself or maybe you screamed it, screamed it when you got in the car. God, there's gotta be more. I don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just saying, have you ever had that thought like, God, there's got to be more. You know, I, um, some of you know that I have two kids and uh, daughter Israel and my son Fulton. And about a year ago, uh, we were getting ready to eat. Now, you should know something about Ashley, my wife. She's really into my kids' nutrition. And so she's, you know, she's got, she meal plans for my kids. And she's got it all set every, every night. There's a, you know, I come in, I'm like, man, that's a 
can I eat that? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, it's very nutritious, you know? And of course, when they get along with me, it's like, it's like round table buffet. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, so they, they, they eat a little bit of junk food too, but uh, my wife's really into nutrition. So about a year ago, uh, it was time to eat. And uh, she called down the hall, come on, kids, come on, it's time to eat dinner. And, and so Israel comes in, and I was already in the kitchen there, and, and she uh, sat down, and she said, where's your brother? And he said, I don't know. So I was like, what well, I said, Fulton, time to eat. You know, I screamed down the hall, nothing. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's three. So I walked down the hall, and I opened the door of his bedroom, and he's, he's not in there. I'm like, Fulton, where are you at? And I hear him say, why here, Dad? You know? So I go, around, I go around the little chair there in his room and he's got his shirt off and he's got an empty box of cookies. He had just crushed an entire box of not like the kind of healthy ones, like just straight processed Oreo-like cookies, man. Like they were, there were crumbs on his chest and chocolate on his face. And I was like, son, what are you doing? We gotta eat dinner. And he looked at me and he said, no thanks. I'm full. My, notice not the TH, but the F. No, thanks. I'm full. I'm full, Dad. And I go, son, but this isn't nutritious. He says, it's okay. I'm full. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a rough night, you know. I was thinking about that line. No, thanks. I'm full, Dad. You know, there's been times in my own life that I've been exactly that way with God. There's been times in my own life where I've wondered, why am I not growing spiritually? Why am I not experiencing more of you, Holy Spirit, in my life? Why am I not growing in strength and power? What is going on here? And, and, And since then, the Lord has shown me that in those times, I was so full of my agenda, of my systems, of my plans, of my to-do list, that there wasn't any room for real hunger and thirst for the things that he had specifically for me. It, It was like essentially I was just saying, Lord, it's okay, I'm full. Look at my schedule, it's packed. And I wonder, some of you in this room, maybe you've experienced that in your own life as a follower of Jesus, where, where, where you once had this hunger and thirst for the things that he had for you, but for whatever reason, everything else got on the way and you just were kind of like, Lord, I'm full, but I'm not really seeing you like I want to in my own life. Maybe you're here today and you've never even had that thought. Jesus mentions this in his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter five, verse six. This is what he said. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. If you're stopped to think about what that even means, what that means is that those that crave being more like Jesus, more than food, more than drink, that they are blessed because they actually are being filled with him and by him. You are being filled more 
of Jesus, who is righteousness, more of his power and more of his character in your life. Will it make Jesus love you more? No. But will it make you more effective for his work and his kingdom? Yes. And I don't know about you, but I want you to know, I want more of his presence in my life in 2019. I I want more of his power and his boldness so that I can be more effective in this work in our community. I I just, I want more of him. And so so it's going to require more out of me. I know a lot of people that are walking around in so much bondage. And there's been times where I've even like sat with them and I've prayed with them. And, And I was thinking about it even this week. There's been times where I've prayed with these people and they, get this, they remain in bondage. And, and, and it makes me so angry. I'm like, Lord, I, I prayed with this person and they keep coming back to me with the same issue. What is going on? Why aren't they getting free? And, 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 I, and I, was, I was reminded of this, of this passage in Matthew chapter 17 where, where, where the disciples themselves, they were frustrated over similar stuff. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 17 in your, in, your, in your Bibles there. If you don't have a Bible, it'll be on the screens. But, 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 but the disciples were frustrated about this same idea of, of, of not connecting. Let me give you a little bit of context and then we'll read what's going on here there's a man who brings his demon-possessed son to the disciples for prayer and they they pray for him but he the 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 boy wasn't healed so the man brought the boy to Jesus and told him what happened and let's look at the scripture and let's see how Jesus responds here verse 17 it says and Jesus answered and said you unbelieving and look at this perverted generation. Now let's just stop right there. Uh, I don't know if you, have you ever been scolded in front of your colleagues by your boss before? I mean, that's probably as bad as it gets, right? Can you imagine being a disciple and you're, you're like a pastor and the lead dude calls you perverted, okay? So that's kind of like, seems like he's upset here. You unbelieving and perverted generation. How, look at this, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here, I'm gonna gonna take care of it. Can't even get my associates to do it. Bring him here to me. (laughs) Verse 18, Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was cured at once. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately, of course, and they said, Why could we not drive it out? Now here it is. And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, your faith, if you you have an actual Bible like with, with like pages, just underline that right now. Little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith, underline that again, I'm gonna come back to it. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, move from here to there and it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. Verse 21. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and, say it. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about prayer and fasting as we move into 2019. 
Now hear me out, I'm gonna say this, and I said it to our, our team this morning. As we move into 2019, we're gonna be upgrading our systems. I talked about systems earlier, didn't I? We're, we're gonna be looking at all of our different programs that we have here at our church. We're going to have the most phenomenal uh, kids ministry in this city. I just, I've already seen it. It's, it's going to happen. We're, we're going we're gonna to be a church that's known for arrows out and outreach into our community. We're, we're going we're gonna to see all of that happen. But did you know that kids ministry doesn't even matter? Did you know that social media and, and getting the word out about what we're doing here, it doesn't even matter if we can't get this prayer and fasting thing right it doesn't matter it does not matter if 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 we are not a church who is a praying church who is a fasting church let's just lock the doors it it doesn't it doesn't make a world of difference and i i just felt like the holy spirit was saying you got to talk about that for the new year this needs to be on 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 the people's hearts as as we develop new programs and develop new ministries and do all these things The, the 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 foundation has to be on prayer and fasting has to we need to fill this room upstairs at 8 30 with prayer warriors it's the only thing that's going to help us be effective and to grow in this community. And so that's what we're gonna talk about. And let me, let me, let me explain fasting a little bit to you. Uh, there's one way of fasting. It's just simply going without food. Now, maybe you're in this room today and, and you've had surgery before. And the doctors say, hey, look, you, you can't eat uh, for like eight hours before your surgery. And so you, you, you don't eat. You just, you wait for your surgery. And that's not what I'm talking about today. Okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk about biblical fasting. And in fact, I want to give you one, there's more than one, there's, I just want to give you one definition. You'll see it right there on the screens if you want to write it down. Here's one definition of what biblical fasting is. Refraining from food or anything important to you for a spiritual purpose. Replacing the time you typically focus on food or that thing of significance with focusing on him, his word, and prayer. So you're taking that thing out of your life that your flesh craves. For all of us, obviously, that's food. And I always say start with food. But man, some of you are, are uh, iPhone junkies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might include that for you too. It's, 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 it's taking that stuff out for a, a season and replacing it with more time with him. This has nothing to do with your salvation whatsoever. You are saved by grace and grace alone. We believe that our eternal salvation is secured when we accept everything that Jesus did for us on the cross. That's a done deal. But today I wanna talk about this spiritual discipline of prayer and fasting because I believe we don't talk enough about it in the Western church. We just don't. And, and, the, and the key that you need to remember here, uh, the, the power in fasting is, is, is not when you stop eating, it's when you start praying. And your prayers become more effective and more powerful while you're fasting. It's just the reality of it. So let me give you a few principles here and, and then we're gonna get out of here. That kickoff's 125. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Number one. Fasting provides access. If you're taking notes, write that down. 
Fasting provides access. Access to what, JF? To the power of the Holy Spirit in a more significant way. You say, JF, so I have to be fasting to access the power of the Holy Spirit? No. You can access the power of the Holy Spirit 24-7. But let me tell you, you will access a more significant power from the Holy Spirit when you are fasting. So what was the real difference here in, in, in this story with the disciples and Jesus and Jesus is upset because let's get back to it here because if you look back in Matthew 10, Jesus had already given the disciples power to cast out demons. He had given them that power so why couldn't they do it? Well, apparently they hadn't done what it takes to access that more significant power. Let's go back to the text. Can we do that? Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus, and he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, I told you to under, underline that word faith, because of the littleness of your faith, now if you've been here for a minute, you would have heard the word from Pastor Wolfson, I can't, I can't even do the accent, like chutzpah. Have you heard that word? Chutzpah. Really, here in the text, that word chutzpah is a more accurate translation of the word faith. It's the Hebrew, chutzpah. And really, the word chutzpah translates to this word tenacity. The faith that that Jesus is referring here today is an action. It's a verb. It's chutzpah. It's tenacity. So Jesus is saying here, because of the littleness of your tenacity, for truly I say to you, if you have tenacity, chutzpah, faith, the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Jesus is saying, let me sum this up for you. But look at verse 21. we, we always stop right there. With Jesus, nothing is impossible. Oh, yes. And, I, and, and, I, and it, that's true. I believe it. But look at verse 21. But this kind. Someone say this kind. But this kind. Where you're casting demons out. Where your kids are so lost. Where your family's a me- I mean, that dark, deep stuff. Jesus is saying that that kind of stuff is going to require something else. It's going to require a different type of faith. It's going to require a different type of chutzpah. It's going to require tenacity. Because he's saying but that kind of stuff, it's only going to go except by prayer and fasting. And in fact, I use the NAS, NASB translation because it's one of the most accurate translations from the scrolls. So, so, so that is as accurate as it gets. This kind is what Jesus is saying. Then nothing is really is impossible. But it's going to require something out of JF to connect with a different type of power. So fasting provides access. Here's the second principle. 
And there's more than three. I'm a three guy. You guys know that. But there's more than three. Maybe next time I'll give you seven. But here's, here's, here's a second thought. Fasting is assumed. Write that down. Fasting is assumed. Assumed by who, JF? Jesus. It's assumed by Jesus. As, as, a, as a follower of Jesus, he, is, he assumes that you're doing this. He's not, he's not commanding you to do it. He's like, yeah, of course you're doing it. And when you read through the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, if, if you never read it, read it. Jesus is slaying dragons. <laughs> I mean, he, he is not holding, he is not politically correct, I'm telling you. There's, there's some stuff in there that's gonna be offensive to a lot of, no, really offensive to a lot of people. And when you read through the Sermon on the Mount, he is, he is commanding, he's commanding his followers as to what it looks like to be his follower. So he's saying, do this. He's saying, A, B, and C, and it, all, all, the whole alphabet. He's like, do this and this and this, and if you're acting like this, Shame on you. You know what I mean? He's just like, he's like, he's ripping religious people on the whole thing, right? But there's three areas in the Sermon on the Mount where he is saying, when do you? He's not commanding these three areas. Why is he not commanding these three areas? Because in the context of that ancient world, in that Jewish context right there, his audience would have already known what it looked like to follow Jehovah. And it included these three areas. So Jesus, didn't, he didn't even have to command these three areas because he, he just assumed that his audience already knew these three things. You know, uh, Ash and I, Ashley's a phenomenal mom, okay? And you know, uh, before we came over here, uh, we would take Mondays off. That was just kind of our, our staff thing, Mondays. But here at Church for All Nations, our staff takes Fridays off. So that, that's been just kind of an adjustment for me. And in fact, I, I actually kind of like it better, but, but traditionally we've taken Mondays off. And, um, and so, you know, you know, all day Sunday and the whole thing, and then Monday was like a day off. You know what I mean? Like the whole rest of the world goes to work on Monday morning. You know what I mean? And, and kids go to school on Monday morning. And so, you know, even when you wake up on Monday morning, it, it never really felt like, you know, I could go lay out, you know, in the yard with a Diet Coke in the sun. You know what I mean? It was like, here we go. We still got, we still got to do our, you know, do our routine. And so, so Ash, you know, you know, uh, she just loved me so much on Monday mornings that she would kind of, kind of get the kids uh, going for breakfast. She would cook breakfast on Monday mornings, and you know, and I would just kind of lay on the couch. You know what I mean? Just kind of flipping through the news and just kind of like, oh, I'm so tired. I guess from Sunday or whatever. Um, and and then you know, I would. I would kind of take them to school on Mondays. You know what I mean? So I'll never get this one Monday. I was just really tired for some reason. And she had fed them and even dressed them. I mean, just super mom. And the kids came down with all their stuff. And I'm just kind of laying on the couch, like watching the, the sports center from yesterday. And the kids were like, all right, dad, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And they just sat down on the couch with me. And so we were just like kind of started watching TV together. <laughs> and like we weren't getting in the car, you know. And I kind of almost start dozing off. And, and I remember Ashley came down the stairs and she, she was in the doorway and I, my eyes were kind of blurry because I preached the word all day Sunday and I was exhausted. <laughs> and and, and, she, and I'm, I'm like, ugh. And the kids are like kind of trying to get their clothes off because like dad's doing it too, you know. And, 
and she's just stand, she's standing in the doorway like, oh, they're going their mouth. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, what, babe? And she's like, you're supposed to take them to school. That's just like your thing. And I was like, I was like, well, I, I mean, I guess I thought you were gonna do it. That wasn't a good answer. All right. I was I just kind of thought you were gonna do, uh, you know. What I mean? She's like, what are you talking about? And here's what she said to me. She said. I assumed that you were taking them because you're a good father. And that's what good fathers do, honey. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, okay. All right, kids, get in the car, get in the car, and they all pile in the car, and we took off. As my role in that season of our marriage and parenting, my wife assumed that I was the drive the car with the kids person, right? She, she, she didn't need to say, hey, now, I need you to, I, come on. I, remember, you're, a da- you're the dad. You're, you're their dad, and you're a good dad. So, oh, okay, no, no, no. She, she just assumed that I would do it. And so Jesus is, is assuming that we are participating in what he's called us to do. And, and he goes into detail into these three practices, Matthew chapter 6, verse 2, he says, when you give, he's not commanding you to give today. He's, you're his follower. And by the way, if you're not his follower, don't worry about giving. <laughs> don't worry about it. Now, if you have a million bucks and you want to give it, just give it anyway. But um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not for you. Jesus says, if you're following me, I'm assuming you're generous with your finances and not just with your, with your time, with your talents. I won't get into all that. Here's the second one. Verse 5, he says, he says, when you pray. He, he, does, he doesn't say, hey, I command you to pray. He's assuming that you're praying. praying. And he's very specific as to how to pray. He, he doesn't say, uh, you know, he, he, he says, like, don't do it publicly where, where, you're tr- where your heart is just trying to get attention from people around you. Because you'll get praise in public, but you will not get praise from me in private. You know what I'm saying? He says, do these things private. Don't parade it out. And then he says in verse 16, when you fast. Let me read specifically what he says here in verse 16 of, of chapter 6 in the book of Matthew. He says, whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as, as the hypocrites do. Now this is my, you know, I've, I've done some fasting in my life. This is my problem. Because I love food. And if I'm not careful, I'll be like, oh, no, I can't. I'm fasting. Oh, you, you know what I mean? I'm so, like, we'll be at like, no, I can't, come, I can't come to Applebee's with you guys because it doesn't fall into my fast. And so He's saying don't do that. That's what, he says that's what hypocrites do. He says, for they neglect their appearance so that they will not be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, get some mousse and some hair gel. He says, anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Don't, don't just, don't rip through that right there, because that is so hard. That is so hard, because I like it. Way to go, JF, you're such a great Christian. Like, that's all, that feels really good, right? But Jesus is saying, like, don't, don't get into all that stuff. If you do it my way, 
your father is going to reward you. And so let me rip through this right here. Here's what I want you to see. Biblical fasting was always a normal part of a relationship with God. Let me just quickly read, read through a little section here of, of men and women throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, who fasted, and, and just so you can know that this is biblical. Moses fasted for 40 days and then received the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 34. David fasted and prayed for his child's healing, 2 Samuel chapter 12. King Darius fasted for the safety of Daniel, and he was in fact saved, Daniel chapter 6, verses 18 through 23. Daniel fasted for an answer to prayer. After a 21-day fast, God blessed Daniel with wisdom beyond that of anyone else in the entire empire, Daniel chapter 10. Esther, after Haman called for the annihilation of all Jews, Esther called for a three-day fast for all her people. As a result, the Jews were spared and Haman was hanged, Esther chapter four. Hannah could not bear a child. She wept and she fasted. God heard her plea and the prophet Samuel was born, First Samuel chapter one. Ezra declared a holy fast, mourning over the sins of his people, Ezra chapter 10. Jehoshaphat, I love Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat needed to know the Lord's plan to defeat an army. Call the fast, God's plan was revealed and the army was defeated, Second Chronicles chapter 20. Elijah fasted while escaping Jezebel, Jezebel and received a word that affected generations, First Kings chapter 19. Joseph fasted while in prison and was not only released but received great wealth and was put over all the money of Egypt, Genesis chapter 41. Paul fasted for three days after his conversion. God made clear the assignment for his life, Acts chapter, t- Acts chapter 9. Peter was fasting on a rooftop when God gave him a new revelation and called him to take the gospel to the Gentiles, Acts chapter 10, and here's the biggie. You ready? Jesus fasted for 40 days before being tempted by Satan and then, someone say then, and then he launched his public ministry, Matthew chapter four, verses one and two. So if Jesus, our Lord and Savior, had to fast to access that significant power, if the Son of God had to do it, who are we to think that we don't need to? Just saying, I'm just saying. Fasting is assumed by Jesus that his followers are doing it. Here's a third principle. The band can come back. That is, fasting is aligning. Say it again, my mic's kind of cracking. Fasting is aligning. Write that down. Fasting isn't a way to twist God's arm into giving us what we want. It's a way of submitting to him so that we have in us what he wants. That's why we do it. God, I'll do it. But man, you know what I need. I I don't know, this has been my... (laughs) <laughs> this has been my problem in the past. I'm going to fast because I need a breakthrough in my finances. Okay. Okay. But man, is that, is that really the motivation? Like, I have to, I have to, I have to check. Here, here's what I want you to do. Don't, don't do this until you really check your heart and, 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 and your motivation. Because fasting is not about food. It's all about 
our focus on him. It's all about feeding our spirit man than our fleshly desires and our cravings. It's all about what I talked about, that grace to grace. It's all about allowing him to make us look more like him. And he said, I want you to do this because that's where you access the power. And here's a thought that I was thinking through this week. The very first thing Jesus felt for you and for me on this earth before he started his ministry was hunger. It was a very physical hunger. It was the first thing. And did you know what the very last physical thing that he felt as he hung on that cross was thirst. Hunger and thirst. Look at this one last passage of scripture. Luke chapter six, verse 40 says, the student, this is also in Matthew, the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. We are students of him. We are not above our teacher. And our teacher has called us to engage in this spiritual discipline of praying and fasting. If Jesus himself knew he needed this process of submitting himself to his heavenly father and aligning with his will to do and to be like the Father. Read the book of John. It's it's all about Jesus bragging on his Father and, and wanting to do what his Father told him to do. And he starts his ministry only drinking water out in the desert for 40 days. That's what he did. That's what we gotta do. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like fast. I'm not going to stand here and say, oh, I love it. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to fast. No. No. And you don't have to, you, you, here's the thing too. Like, like there's going to be days when you do it where your attitude's not very good about it. Keep going. Keep doing it. So as we move into this new year, our, our staff is going to be uh, fasting uh, for this early part of January. And I just throw it out there. Maybe you'd like to join us. In fact, if you stop at our Connect Center on the way out, our friends will give you just a little bit more detail as to what fasting looked like. Maybe you're here today and you're like, Jeff, my medical conditions don't allow me to skip out on food. That's totally fine. But there's other things that you can fast from and other ways you can participate. This is not about food. It's all about our focus and getting closer to him. You're, you're not fasting for an outcome. You're fasting to draw closer to the one who saved you. And in the middle of all of it, just say, Lord, I need to check my heart. Check my heart. Remember the goal is to become and look more like Jesus. Would you bow your heads today? I'd like to pray for you. Listen, I know uh, this wasn't your conventional uh, go-to New Year's Sunday talk. Let's start over. Like that's, I could have done that talk. But I just really believe we're in a season of our church where we, we, we want to we do what he has for us. And I, I want to I get access to that 
that more significant power that he has for us. And I mean, I'm telling you, scripture is pretty clear. Jesus said it himself. The only way that you're going to access that is through the process of prayer and fasting. It's not sexy. It's not, it's, you know, you're not going to get the biggest crowd for the prayer meeting and the fasting group. But at the end of the day, he said to do it. But before I pray for those of you that are willing to engage in that spiritual discipline, I just wonder if there's someone here today, you've walked into this place and you're like, prayer and fact, bro, I'm not even there, dude. Like, that's the last thing on my mind. I've walked into this place carrying all kinds of hurt and pain. I just, I need relief today. I'm, I'm, not, even, I'm not even ready to like be effective for God. I'm not even in the right place yet. I, I need healing. I need to be set free. I, I've walked in here carrying a battle with all kinds of stuff. And I, and I, and I just wonder, man, if you, if you could pray for me that, that I could start that journey from grace to grace that you talked about. I, I got I to actually like get on the actual path. I've been, I've been like curled up in a, ball, in a fetal position off to the side of that path you're talking about and I just need to stand up and get on the path. And, and I wonder if that's you in this room today. You, you walked in this place and you say, Jeff, I need, to get back. I need to get up on that path. I, I want to say yes to him. On this week, just a couple of days here, it's going to be 2019. I wonder if there's anyone in this room that say, Jeff, would you pray for me? Because I want to start my year off following Jesus. I want to start my year off walking with him. I want to give him all of my brokenness today and begin the journey of healing. <laughs> if that's you, I'm not going to conjure up some big emotional moment. I, I just, I want to I let the Holy Spirit do it. He's probably already been doing to you the, the past couple of days. This is your moment to say yes to him. This is your moment to secure your eternity with him so that you saw that car flipped over out there. If that happens to you on the way home today and you pass on, that you will wake up in his arms, that, you will, that your eternity would be secure. Maybe you've walked in here and you're not a follower of Jesus and you say, I, 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 need, I need to start that. But it's not just about your eternity. It's about living out your purpose. You can have real fulfillment in anything that you do here on earth, but it starts with this moment. If that's you, 2019 awaits you as a follower of Jesus. On the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up with all, everyone's eyes closed, heads bowed. It's just me looking right now. I, I, I just want to acknowledge, and this is a step of faith, just saying yes. I want to say yes on the count of three. Maybe there won't be anybody. Maybe there'll be a handful. Maybe half the room won't put there. I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm, th- I'm going to throw it out there and I'll let the Holy Spirit, I've done what I'm supposed to do. I've, I've, I've done what I'm supposed to do. I've, sh- I've shared the gospel today. And so if that's you, it's about believing. It's not a backflip. It's not penance. On the count of three, just slip your hand up and you will, you will be instantly a part of what Jesus is doing. One, two, three. Slip your hand up all across this auditorium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you. Anybody else? In the back. Way back. I see your hand. I see your hand way, way in the back on my left. Thank you, friend. Anybody else? You say, yeah, I want to start 29. I see your friend. I see your hand right there, my friend. Thank you. I see your sir in the very back. I see your hand too. Anybody else? You say, that's me. Thank you, bro. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. 
over here on the right, yeah, I'm, I'm looking out there into the dark. I see, oh, on the far right, my right, over here, I see your hand. I've lost count, but right there, I see your hand. In the front there, I see your hand. Anybody else? 2019, I see your, I see your hand in the very back. Anybody else? This is awesome. Scripture says that heaven's throwing a party right now. Anybody else? I see your hand in the, right here in the front area. I see your, I see your hand right there. Anybody else? Five seconds. One, two. Anybody else? Three, four. I see your hand right there, friend. Five. Awesome. I see your hand too. Incredible. I knew I was supposed to come today. <laughs> so cool. Now here's the second question. You say, JF, I am, I'm willing. This is a big ask. And maybe you're not, if you can't raise your, if, don't just raise your hand if you're not going to do it. Maybe you need to go home and talk it over, or pray about it. And I know I'm, I'm kind of just hitting you with the, with the fire hose today on this spiritual discipline. But you're here today and you say, hey, you know what? Starting off this new year, maybe it's January 1. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll start on January 15. I, I don't know. But you say, Jeff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a, a period of time and engage in this prayer and fasting. I'm actually going to do a little bit more even research on it, but I'm, I'm willing to commit that in this new year, uh, I'm going to be a part of this spiritual discipline, maybe for the first time or in a new significant way. On the count of three, would you just slip your hand up? One, two, three, across this auditorium. Yeah, thank yes. Man, that makes me happy. So many hands. Awesome. Awesome. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for my friends in this room, every one of them. Lord, you are moving. So Lord God, you saw all the hands. You saw the hands that were raised to say yes to you. If that was you, there were so many hands in your own way to say, Lord, come into my life. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my mistakes. I want to follow you. I've been doing it my way for far too long. And I'm done with that. I receive what you have for me. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I, I begin the, the journey from grace to grace. I, I, I allow you to begin to work on me so that I can look more like you, so that I can be like you, so that I can be more effective for your kingdom. In Jesus' name. God, every hand that was raised, this area of prayer and fasting in our life. This is a, this is a hard ask. But Jesus, you modeled it for us in the most dramatic way when you went out in that desert. You only drank water, and then you allowed Satan to harass you the entire time. So you were isolated, you were hungry, and the head of the enemy harassed you the entire time. Lord, thank you for symbolizing in the most dramatic way what you've called us to do. So God, probably most of us in this room can't really pull that off <laughs> but we can step out in some kind of area so Lord here, here, here's what we're asking I'm asking you even as in this moment as people walk out of here this week in the next two weeks that you would speak to my friends specifically in this area what you would have them do in Jesus name so I bless my friends God we are so grateful for 2018 there was good times there was bad times Thank you for this new year. I bless every one of my friends as we be, start this new year together. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Come on, stand to your feet. Once again, I'll have our response team come forward. 
If you'd like prayer, if you'd like to just meet a new friend, these are some really nice folks. Say hello. No rush to get out of here. Hang out as long as you want. Have a phenomenal New Year's Eve and Happy New Year coming up. It's going to be great. We'll see you right back here next week, 10 a.m. We love you. God bless. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.